I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Brandon with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Bears football, they host the Texans on Sunday from Soldier Field. Kickoff for that game is at noon. Bears enter the week having lost six straight games after a 5-1 start, and yesterday they placed punt returner DeAndre Carter on the reserve COVID list. Carter's one of five punt returners that the Bears have used this season, and it's not yet known who the Bears plan to use in that role on Sunday. Last night on Thursday Night Football, Rams and Patriots, it was the Rams easily handling New England as they win that one 24-3. In college football, number 14 Northwestern takes on Illinois. This is the Wildcats' last game before they play in the Big Ten Championship. And speaking of that conference championship, Big Ten, anou- Big Ten announced this week that Conference Administrators Council voted to eliminate the minimum game requirement for the conference championship. So it will be Ohio State representing the East against Northwestern. That game will be played on December 19th at 11 a.m. And some golf news. The President's Cup is heading to Chicago in 2026. It will be played at Medina Country Club number three course. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update brought to you by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! That's right, it's me, David Dykstra. And Brandon Januska. Welcome to Blow the Whistle, TGIF Brandon. I feel a little dysfunctional today because we are missing one of our boys today. Yeah, Tyler could not make it today, but the two of us will have to carry the show today. Oh, the stress, the pressure. <laughs> I think we'll be just fine. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. We got Bears Texans coming up this weekend. We got a lot, a couple other marquee NFL matchups that we're going to talk about. College football as well. Ohio State Northwestern being one of those major topics. And then I'm going to kind of hand it over to Brandon for our last little segment. And he's going to let us know his thoughts on the Major League Baseball winter meetings. What do you think, Brandon? Is it time to get it started? Let's get this thing going. All right. First and foremost, Bears-Texans on Sunday. Uh, I actually want to play a little piece of audio for you just to get you started, and I want to hear your thoughts after it, Brandon. All right? Let's do it. Obviously, everybody's done a lot of lot of you know soul searching and and you know watching the tape over and over and over again and nauseum and and trying to figure out what it is and you know again I just you know it's not rocket science it's just about you know I got to coach better um, you know we got to execute you know better uh, especially when a game's on the line um, we did some really good things in that game. And then we just, you know, uh, found a way, you know, to, to mess it up, screw it up at the end. What do you think, Brandon? What do you think of Chuck Pagano and his, his comments there? Well, he's not wrong. That's exactly what happened. The team had it, and they just let Matthew Stafford have his way with them, and they ended up blowing it in the end. I'm not going to disagree with Chuck Pagano at all, especially when it comes to the fact that he puts a lot of the blame on himself I think the the lack of adjustments in the second half have been has been the downfall for the Chicago Bears in the last couple games. And for the love of all that is good in the world, can we please get rid of that zone defense? It is letting people just pick them apart in the pass game. Well, they don't have enough pass rush. That's the problem. If The zone won't work if you're not getting to the quarterback because the quarterback will pick it apart. Well, and that leads me to the other fact. Uh you know, you got two guys on that line that are 
as a matter of fact, probably your main pass rushers in Mac and Hicks, and they're sitting out during the week trying to recoup, trying to get their injuries better so they can go on Sunday. Do you have think that has any effect on the games on Sunday, Brandon? I think it definitely does. I think that if you're not practicing every, week after week, Mac is always on the list, and he's a veteran player. That happens all the time, veteran rest. But it's not veteran rest for him. It's He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been dealing it with a few weeks, and this week again, did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. He had limited practice today, and he's questionable for the game. So obviously that shoulder is constantly bothering him because it's been going on for weeks now. He's not practicing, and I agree. That could be leading to some of the issues that the Bears' defense are is having in just cohesiveness on that defensive line. Hicks had an injury. Max had injuries. So just not having the same guys out there to practice together, I definitely agree that that could be factoring into why they aren't getting to the quarterback. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, The other thing that I want to bring up about the game on Sunday is we are going to finally have that microscope on Brian Pace for his selection of Mitchell Trubisky because right across the field is a guy that he passed over in Deshaun Watson. And I'm going to make the prediction right now that those differences will be glaring on that football field on Sunday. Yeah, Ryan Pace, it's well-documented by now, passed over Deshaun Watson, passed over Patrick Mahomes, to and traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. It's well-documented. Deshaun Watson in this week tried to kill any, any type of story about it. He's... He's saying it's overhyped and everything, and I agree, it probably is. But the fact remains that Ryan Pace chose wrong, and he hasn't been able to correct it. He tried bringing in other guys. He also brought in Mike Glennon that same year that he drafted Trubisky, and now Nick Foles isn't working. He's He hasn't found ways to help the offense. I you said this game will put him under the microscope. I think that he's definitely been under the microscope for a while. Oh, now. absolutely. No, I don't I don't disagree with that, but this is this is that that eye test that everybody's been waiting for. You know what I'm saying? That this is that game where, oh wow, look there really are major differences in how each of them and, and here's my thing. Deshaun Watson consummate professional of course he's going to play up the fact that there's there's no let's not talk about it i'm not thinking about it i call bull honky on that i say it's (laughs) it's on his mind and he's going to go out and just prove to the chicago bears organization that you made a huge mistake that being said uh the texans are going to be without some some key people uh, due to PED problems. And for me, it's an interesting thing because it's more than one. Is this, is this a trend in the, the Texans organization or is it just a couple of guys who are friends that did something that they shouldn't have done? What are your thoughts, Brandon? So it definitely seems like it's, it's probably connected. It's two players on the Texans and then one former player in cornerback A.J. Boye. He was suspended. He's now with the Broncos, but former Texans cornerback. And then current Texans wide receiver Will Fuller and defensive back Bradley Roby. So the fact that they're all from the Texans organization and all facing a six-game PED suspension, I doubt it's a coincidence. I'm I'm right there with you. I I think it's, it's not coincidental at all. Something, something there isn't right whatsoever. Well, let me ask you this, Brandon, who you got? I think the Texans come out with this one. I would love to see the bears. I am a bears fan. I'd love to see them find a way, make the playoffs as that wild card and just storm through and win the Super Bowl. It seems way too unlikely at this point 
I love it, Brandon. You're not going home or with it, and you're going logical. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be right there with you. I think Deshaun Watson completely picks apart that defense, especially if they're running that zone defense with the lack of pass rush that the, that there has been. Um, I don't think the running game for either team is gonna come into a factor whatsoever. And I'm gonna call it right now. I think JJ Watt's gonna make a play on Trubisky. Hmm. And just completely change that game. So I've got Texans. You've got Texans. Yeah, I'd say Texans by six. I think it. I don't think it will be Ooh, a blowout, but I, I think really? Texans by six. I think that the Bears will be able to get the running game going. The Houston defense not that great at stopping the run this year, but I do believe that yes, their pass rush will get to Trubisky, and I do think they have the talent to come out on top. I'm taking them by six, but I think it'll be close most of the way. All right. He's even got he's even got points on there. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, another key game on during the weekend is going to be under the radar Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, my thoughts. I think in the end the Chiefs will win, but wow, they look they've looked suspect the last couple games. Not looking like that defending champion. It, the offense is always going to be there. What surprised me this year with the Chiefs is the lack of defense. And there were some injuries on the defense as well. But, yes, their defense has taken a step back, it seemed, from last year. And even just from early this season. Early on this season, that defense was solid. They have faltered a little bit. But the offense is able to pick it up. And the Dolphins have been riding their defense, too. I think that Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. There's so many <laughs> weapons on that Kansas City Chiefs it's offense. It's ridiculous. Like, you've got Le'Veon Bell as a backup running yeah, back. It's, <laughs> it's unfair. I think that it's way too much. Tua's been playing well, but I don't. he's not going to be able to go point for point with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Oh, they're going to have to score touchdowns. Yeah, they're, they're, I, There's no way you get field goals and win. Yeah, the... I think the Chiefs are going to be too much. I see it being a bit of a bloodbath. And wow, I think it will be a double-digit win for the Chiefs. All right, I got Kansas City too. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than double digits. But going on to the marquee game of Sunday, it's Steelers Bills. It's got a little bit of shine taken off of it since the Steelers lost to the Washington the football. How do they say it again? The Washington football team. The Washington football team. Yeah. So awkward to say. So awkward (laughs) to say. Um, uh, Your thoughts after watching Josh Allen last weekend, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can go against the Bills right now. Josh Allen looks great. He's also my quarterback on fantasy football. So that definitely helps and feels good for me. Brandon's going, go Bills, go. (laughs) I think that the Steelers are going to play angry. I think that will definitely keep it close. But the Bills have a good defense, too. So I think it will be Bills defense, Steelers defense will be close in comparison to each other. But I like the Bills offense over the Steelers offense. So I'm taking a close game. I think the Bills come out on top. I would not be surprised if this game goes to overtime, though. I'm going to do a little homer. I think the Bills probably will win, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. (laughs) Uh, last-minute drive by Roethlisberger wins it with a field goal. There you go. Uh, coming up, let's talk. Is it fair that Northwestern has to play this weekend while Ohio State gets the weekend off? Brendan and I are going to chime in with our thoughts and talk about other matchups from this weekend here on Blow the Whistle. <laughs> High School Sports is here in SportsOnChicago.com. We are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across Northern Illinois. From the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball, we at SportsOnChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live. SportsOnChicago.com and STC Friday Night Lights in the League of Our Own. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. 
So it's time for men to take action right now, to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. When I do it, I feel the blood rushing through me. And I keep going back for more. Carmen Castillo is under the influence of Dana, her volunteer trainer. Tuck your chin, Carmen. By spending just one day a week with kids like Carmen, Dana helps them develop interests that keep them away from drugs. Be a coach, a mentor, a volunteer, because you have something to offer. Log on to helpyourcommunity.org or call 877-KIDS-313. Brought to you by the Office of National Drug Control Policy and the Ad Council. This is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus in Lombard, and I am IMS. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of an emergency. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. It wouldn't be high school sports without the athletes, the fans, but it also wouldn't be high school sports without the officials. The IHSA is looking for officials in all sports. Officiating is a great way to stay involved with the sport you love. Above all, it's a great way to do something positive for your community. To learn how you can get involved and become a licensed IHSA official, call 309-663-6377. That's 309-663-6377. Or visit us on the web at IHSA.org. Stay the, in the Illinois game. Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Enormous Illinois news out of college football yesterday. You may have seen this. The Big Ten changing its policy that teams have to play six games to be eligible for the conference championship game. That, of course, is directly because Ohio State cannot play Michigan this weekend, so Ohio State now is eligible to play and will play in the Big Ten championship game a week from Saturday against Northwestern. The 5-0 Buckeyes this year had games canceled against Maryland and Illinois and Michigan. That's right. We're back, and we're going to hit on this Ohio State Northwestern situation. Uh, if you want to chime in on Twitter, what's that Twitter account again, Brandon? That is at Blow T Whistle One. 
at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Hit us up, send us all your questions, send us what you think about the show. If you have anything, that any questions or any answers to our questions, we'll read them off on the air as you send them in. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Brandon, I kind of have my own thoughts about this whole Ohio State-Northwestern situation, but I want to go to you first and hear what you have to say. Okay, so, yeah, uh, Northwestern has to play Illinois this week, uh, tomorrow, and Ohio State doesn't have to play Michigan now because of COVID. So the question is really... Should Northwestern have to play this week, or should they get to go and play, or get a week off since they have to play Ohio State, and Ohio State eventually, it essentially has a bye this week. They have a bye, they can prep for Northwestern, and the other question is, should Ohio State even be in it, or should it be Indiana? And, well, my answer is, I think Ohio State should be in it, I know They've only played five games, but I think they deserve to a spot in the Big Ten Championship. I think that they are the best team in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten wants the marquee game. More people are going to want to watch, in my opinion at least, are going to want to watch Northwestern Ohio State than Northwestern Indiana. You I, see, I would, I would, I would agree with a lot of that. I think there's a lot of bias, though towards Ohio State um so you're telling me and I understand that the Big Ten came out and said that they weren't going to play outside of their conference and yada 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 blah 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 all about that but here's my thing if it's really important for them to stick to the guidelines and I know it's a COVID year but find a team for them to play uh who was it who else canceled their game this week was it, it was Purdue and Indiana Yes. Ohio State's already played Indiana. I'm not I can't remember if they played Purdue or not. But ask one of those teams, but I know they've they b- both teams had covid issues. So they were kind of in a, a no-win situation there. But I agree. Uh they deserve to be in the championship. Uh they beat the number 2 team in the East, Indiana, pretty handily. Uh they were never in doubt in that game as far as I was concerned. And I honestly think this is a nice matchup. Uh I believe that if Northwestern's defense shows up the way it has for a majority of the year, except for the first half against Wisconsin, was was Michigan it? Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan, State. State. Only Michigan State. My apologies, my apologies, Michigan State. Other than that first half, they've been amazingly great defense, and I that's going to be the the marquee matchup for me is that Ohio State offense versus Northwestern defense. Now, that being said, Northwestern does have Illinois. Do you see them having any issues dealing with Illinois at all? No, not at all. all I right. think it's a it's an easy matchup. It's fun to have the two Illinois teams play, Northwestern. It's bragging rights. Illinois, yeah, that's, what, that's really all it is. But even that, Illinois, not nearly as talented as Northwestern at this point. Not quite there yet by Lovey Smith. No. So you got Northwestern. I have Northwestern. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple other games. Nebraska and Minnesota, I'm holding it down for you there, Butterball. I am going to go Nebraska because Minnesota hasn't played in what, like two, three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say Nebraska comes out and handle, handles Minnesota. And, they, and when they have played this this year, they have not looked good. So I've got Nebraska over Minnesota. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Penn State, Michigan State. Um, I believe Penn State's defense is finally come together and is playing unbelievably great football. I don't believe Michigan State will be able uh, Michigan State's offense will be able to uh, get any kind of offensive flow going. So I am going to take Penn State, but it'll be close. Uh, I think maybe seven points or less, but Penn State will win and. You know, I'm going to come back probably on Monday and talk about whether or not, you know, these three win teams from the Big Ten deserve to go to bowl games. And that's going to be a nice little conversation to have. The other big talking point for us, I would say, is probably the 
the controversy of Clemson Notre Dame, wouldn't you say, Brandon? Yes. So for those that don't know, Clemson and Notre Dame are both, neither of them will be playing this weekend. The ACC went out and canceled those games. So they are already set. The ACC championship is set. It will be Clemson and Notre Dame. They've both played five games, nine conference, one non-conference. But the SEC, the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, not a fan of those moves. Here's what he had to say on the ACC canceling Clemson and Notre Dame's games. He said he was surprised to see the announcement, and he says it begs one question. If their two most highly ranked teams were, for instance, five and six in the CFP rankings, would this decision have still been made? And it's fun to note that it's two SEC teams that are currently ranked five and six. So, <laughs> coincidence? I think he's... Sour grapes, uh, baby. Yeah. Sour grapes. I think, I think the problem that he has with it is he wants Clemson... Well, what he said is he thinks it gives Clemson and Notre Dame an advantage having a week off, then the conference championship, and then straight into the playoffs, where the SEC is playing this week and the champ- conference championship, and then into the playoffs. But and- here's here's my, not to cut you off right now, I apologize, but here's my point. Who's Alabama playing this week? Wasn't it, it was, uh, I know Florida's got. They've got Arkansas. Yeah, they've got Arkansas. Florida, who is in the, the other team in the, championship game has LSU. LSU both of those games in my eyes if you're smart and the coaches it's Nick Saban and uh Dan Mullen are both intelligent and if you're up by a large enough amount at halftime you pull your starters so there are no issues and then you have your SEC championship game and may the best team win and and, and in my eyes it's sour grapes because the ACC, these were games that were already postponed and moved backwards, correct? So this Yes, these nor- are both games from earlier in the season that were rescheduled to this date. This so date was an open date. It was an open date to begin with. So the ACC just made the determination that they were probably going to win their games anyway because Notre Dame had Wake Forest and Clemson had... Oh, I can't even... Clemson had... I've got it for you. I apologize. It, it's it, they were both fluff games. I mean, yeah, <laughs> let's just put it to you that way. The, <laughs> another scenario where the the teams were were going to be up pretty pretty big probably at halftime. So once again, those those situations lead to the ACC going. Is it worth? those players risking injury in those games when we could have that marquee matchup with Clemson and Notre Dame and it was going to happen anyway. So let's not ruin it. And yeah, sure. Maybe the ACC can get two teams in if Clemson beats Notre Dame in the championship game. And yeah. And sorry to cut you off. Go Clem- ahead. Clemson plays for Florida state, Florida state. Florida that's state right. Yeah. That game would be over by the first quarter. Um, with, with Trevor Lawrence having 350 yards in passing just in the first quarter. But, you know, I, I believe it probably was the right call. Now, that being said, you know, coming up next, it's your favorite segment. I know it's our favorite segment, but we also have heard back that it is your favorite segment. You're killing me smalls. And if you have a, you're killing me smalls moment from this week, Hit us up on Twitter. What's that Twitter account again, Brandon? That is at BlowTWhistle1, at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know you're killing me. What is killing you this week? What is your killing me smalls moment for the week? Let us know. But before we get to your killing me smalls, here's a sports update with Brandon here on SportstownChicago.com. 
back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Scoreboard Update. It's Brandon with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Chicago Bulls open the preseason tonight against the Rockets. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. from the United Center. NBA announced they will administer daily COVID tests throughout the season with the test showing results within 30 to 90 minutes. Moving on to baseball, the Rule 5 draft took place yesterday. Cubs took right-handed pitcher Gray Fenter from the Orioles. Fenter is yet to pitch above single A, though. White Sox did not take or lose anyone in the Major League portion of the draft. In other MLB news, 2020 All-MLB team was announced, and a couple of Chicago players were among the players listed. Cubs starting pitcher Yu Darvish was a first-team selection, and White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu a second-team selection behind Braves' Freddie Freeman. NHL announced this week that they will not restrict trades between Canadian and American teams. The border between Canada and the U.S. remains closed, however, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. NHL is reportedly targeting a January 13th start date for the season and is likely to go with a 56-game schedule. And lastly, Time Magazine announced that the Lakers, that Lakers star LeBron James is their 2020 Athlete of the Year. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update. Brought to you by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beonair.com. And now, it is time to voice our grievances for the week. That's right, it is time for your killing me smalls. Smalls, yeah. Oh gosh, I love this. Um. I'm going to go first, actually, today, if that's all right with you, Brandon. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Big Ten, you're killing me, Smalls. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. I think there is a huge bias, and I think the Big Ten should have owned up to it and said, hey, you know what, Northwestern, take the week off. And for that, Big Ten... What about you, Brando? I am going to go with the Chicago Cubs. Really, I could go the winter meetings as a whole, but we'll we'll single out the Cubs on this one. I mentioned in the update they had a Rule 5 draft pick. It's an interesting pick. We'll talk more on that later on. But as a whole, they did nothing. And really, the MLB as a whole very little movement, very little activity, a couple of free agent signings. The White Sox had a trade early on, but as a whole, there really was not much being done in the winter meetings this year. Maybe that's because they were virtual this year. Maybe it's because of the pandemic and the fact that teams are holding tighter to their money and on more of a budget. I don't know what it is, but the winter meetings were very disappointing, so we'll say the the MLB winter meetings. You're killing me, Smalls. I would have to agree with that. I would thought there was going to be a lot more that came out of that than than just a whole lot of nothing so far. But with that being said, we want to hear what your thoughts are on the moves from the White Sox during the winter meetings. Hit us up on Twitter. What's that Twitter account again, Brandon? At BlowTWhistle1. At B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Hit us up. And when we come back, I am going to let Brandon take control and let you guys know what his opinions are on the moves, or lack thereof, from the Cubs and Sox here on Blow the Whistle. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus 
in Lombard, and I am IMS. Enter the world of a spy by bringing your friends to Safe House in Chicago. Safe House is a spy-themed bar and restaurant that is a perfect combination of interactive entertainment and great food. Just enter through the red door and whisper the password to the agent and your mission begins. If you don't know the password, just complete a fun clearance test to prove you and your friends are not double agents. Safe House is not just about the adventure, though. The food is great, too. Be sure to try my favorite, the Mission Impossible Burger. It's a double bacon cheeseburger topped with onion rings and covered in a spicy ranch and jalapeno relish. Go to Safe House for the chance to follow the footsteps of your favorite spy. For more information, go to safehousechicago.com. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE teach early high school sports is here and sports on chicago.com we are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across northern illinois from the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball we at SportsTownChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live SportsTownChicago.com and stc friday night lights in the league of our own Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal baseman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the Nasty Biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the Chicken Fried Chicken Biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with a heaping amount of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. I'm just a kid, and I've got asthma. You know just how upset I can get when I have an asthma attack. But you can help me. To fight my asthma. Put my teddy bear in the freezer to wipe out dust mites. Dry off my rubber duckies and bath toys to get rid of mold. Discover other simple ways to prevent an asthma attack. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS or visit noattacks.org. Brought to you by the U.S. EPA and the Ad Council. Because I don't want to feel like a fish with no water. Hey guys, let me tell you about this amazing podcast I listen to every Monday to get my week started off on a positive note called Monday Motivation with Hannah B, a.k.a. Skittles. We call her Skittles because she is so positive. Her topics include staying positive during COVID-19, coping with stress, spreading kindness, hard work pays off, and self-acceptance, plus so much more. It's available on Radio.com and Spotify. Make sure to listen as it will leave you feeling nothing but positive vibes. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Freddie Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000. And- Acquiring Lance was a, a priority for us. We wanted to make sure we were able to acquire someone this offseason that we felt confident could not only uh, fit into the front end of our rotation, but was going to be ideally reliable every fifth day to, to give us some depth uh, and give us some length in his outings. Obviously, uh, those who have followed him know how, how dominant Lance has been over the last couple of seasons with Texas. He's been uh, one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. 
Uh, we feel he provides us not only uh, another alternative at the front of the rotation, but uh, a, a positive clubhouse presence and someone uh, that we look forward to relying on not only over the course of the regular season, but hopefully deep into October as well. Uh, you know, I was excited uh, when you saw uh, what this team was able to do and you see him coming uh, to be a part of it. Um, you know, it's exciting. I like to win and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, having that opportunity. Tony's all business and all about winning. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, it, it's like, how you're <laughs> I remember I was a rookie. It's how, how's your day going? I'll let you know after the game because it, it, it all involves around winning the game and doing everything you can to compete the best you can and succeed and win. And that's what he's all about. That was Rick Hahn and Lance Lynn, starting pitcher, acquired by the White Sox from the Texas Rangers. And really, that was the highlight of the winter meetings. At the, it happened around midnight of the first day, and that was the highlight of the winter meetings. You're so sad. You're so <laughs> upset right now. And this is this is kind of why I'm going to just let Brandon do his thing, because he does have such a passion for Major League Baseball, and I just want him to dive into it. And I'll probably pop in here a couple times with some questions. All right, so... We'll start off. We already mentioned Lance Lynn. There were a couple of other moves. It wasn't just that. The White Sox acquired Lance Lynn from the Rangers. They also signed outfielder Adam Eaton. The Royals signed first baseman Carlos Santana. The Angels traded for Reds closer Rizel Iglesias. And the Rangers hired a general manager, Chris Young, a former pitcher, not the former outfielder, don't confuse him, and not the country singer. There, There's a lot of Chris Youngs out there. This is the former pitcher, Chris Young. A lot of famous Chris Youngs. That's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's common name, I guess. And the <laughs> Phillies hired Dave Dombrowski as their president of baseball operations. I'm excited about that, just so you know. <laughs> but I wanted to get back to the White Sox and just lead you off with an interesting question. Um do you think that this was a La Russa move or do you think it was a combination of La Russa and the front office to get Lance Lynn? So that's an interesting question because for anyone that doesn't know, Lance Lynn was a rookie in La Russa's last year as manager. They won a World Series together with the St. Louis Cardinals. So he got his start at the time that well, everyone thought Tony La Russa was getting the end of his career. He's back. If you haven't heard, I don't know where you've been, but he's back. And so that's an interesting question. I do think Tony La Russa had a say in it, but I think Lance, or I think, yeah, Lance Lynn was someone that Rick Hahn wanted to target. Lance Lynn is very underrated. He has been very good and a lot of people just don't seem to talk about him. I heard something the other day that he's been top six in Cy Young voting for like the last two years, two, three years or something like that. Yeah, and he also... I mean, like, I for me, I heard that it was more of a clubhouse, clubhouse presence to his clubhouse presence is outstanding. He's a leader in the clubhouse. So I'm sure that played into it as well because Larusa wants one of his quote-unquote guys to come in there and be a clubhouse leader for sure. Yeah, and Lynn, over the past two seasons, he's 22-14 and 14 with a 357. That's That's not bad. That's not great. That's not ace. But he's not expected to be the White Sox ace. From what I understand, three? Uh, probably, yeah, two or three. You could put him before or after Dallas Keuchel, in my opinion. Giolito's their ace. There's no question about that. And so having this other pitcher, because that was part of the problem with the White Sox last year, was just lack of depth and just lack of starting pitching. It, they cost, had, them, it cost them that playoff game. It really That's did. For sure. they, had, they expected to send out Giolito and win. They did. And that it was a best of three series against Oakland. Yeah. You send out Giolito, you send out Keuchel. You win those both, you advance. The problem was they didn't win when Keuchel started, and they didn't have anyone else to fill in. The absolute, <laughs> the absolute just 
marching of pitchers in that third game yes. was <laughs> insanity. So, yeah, it was nice to see them make a move to solidify that either two or three spot, which I think he's going to end up being three. I mean, you're sitting with Dallas Keuchel uh, finishing the season at, with a 1.99 ERA and finished fifth in the AL Cy Young voting. So, I mean, that's a legitimate number, too. Yeah, and the, really the only reason why I would put Keuchel at three, and it's not a big deal, they have a lot of righties in their rotation. Okay, uh, They have... So right now it's Giolito, right-handed. Keuchel is a lefty. They have Lance Lynn, right-handed. Dylan Cease, right-handed. And right now they have listed Ronaldo Lopez, also right-handed. So Keuchel's the only lefty. So, I mean, as the only lefty, it really doesn't matter where he'll be. because. So breaking he, up the righties w- would be your thought process. That was my thought, but now that I think about it more, after that first first series or whatever it doesn't it matter because yeah. he's gonna pitch every fifth day anyway and i wouldn't be surprised if they go after another lefty for that reason whether or not they throw that lefty straight in or if it's just a guy they can stretch out and have for a spot start you can never have enough lefties you can never have enough starting pitching that's <laughs> the general Very rule true. Very, well, and here's my – I'm going to throw one out there that you – I don't know if you've actually thought about. There's a left-handed veteran pitcher out there that would be an unbelievably number – an unbelievably great number four for the White Sox, and he's in Chicago. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know it would kill everybody for him to go over to the White Sox, but, I mean, is that such a horrible idea? So I'm assuming you're referencing John Lester. <laughs> I am, I am. <laughs> yes, sir. As a Cubs fan, for those who don't know, I am a Cubs fan. Here it comes. That would be a killer. The White Sox have already taken so much from the Cubs. They have Len Casper, the broadcaster. They they won the Quintana deal. Oh, they absolutely killed <laughs> they the Quintana deal. They definitely won that deal. And if they just get John Lester. Now, granted, John Lester now is not what he was six years ago when he signed with the Cubs. No. That's obvious, but but he'd like make a said, great he'd make a great four or five exactly, the and Cubs, that's your other left-handed pitching right yes, pitcher the, right there. The Cubs had him to be their ace. He's not that anymore. Nobody thinks he is. I am still hoping the Cubs can possibly bring him back as their four or five. So I'm a little biased in saying I hope he doesn't go to the White Sox, <laughs> but I do agree that would give him another lefty and. It's a young team. That gives them another proven veteran with a lot of playoff experience and playoff success. And does nothing but help that young pitching staff. Exactly. Okay, well, since we touched on the Cubs, and my man is a passionate Cubs (laughs) fan, disappointment coming out of the winter meetings there, Brandon? Somewhat disappointed, yes, but at the same time, a lot of the talk about the Cubs was obviously, who are they going to trade? Are they going to trade Baez, Contreras, Bryant? Do you want to? Do you seriously want to know my opinion on on Baez? Yeah, go for it. I'm t- I'm telling you right now, if they trade or get rid of Javier Baez, yes, he had a bad year. Everybody has a bad year. I don't know if there's a player out there that hasn't had a bad year. Yep. He is the future of that team. He is the cornerstone in which you build the that next Cub dynasty. I agree. I agree. He is probably the most talented player on the team. He can play anywhere. Like you said, strikeouts are a problem. They always have been. They probably always will be. But he showed. He finished second in MVP a couple seasons ago. He showed he can carry this ball club. My my whole opinion is if he could just learn how to hit a breaking ball... (laughs) Lay off the breaking or ball. Or lay yeah. off the breaking ball. He'd be so dangerous. And the thing is, like I said, he finished second in MVP to Christian Yelich yeah. a couple seasons ago, and he was doing just that. He was laying off it, or if it was in the zone, he was taking it the other way. The problem is when he gets in a slump, he tries to pull because he wants the power. He thinks home run will get him out of a slump, so he goes for the power. And that's not just him. That's... Basically, any slugging player in baseball, they think, I'm in a slump. I can help my team with a three-run homer right here, (laughs) as opposed to, hey, I've got men at the corners. 
I can get a single and drive one in. Just put it into play. Exactly. Yeah. So they want the big heroic play, which is natural. I would too. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess one of the, one of the other big surprising things was the fact that there was no action on Chris Bryant in my eyes, at least. I think he's the number one guy that is going to be gone. I don't know if it'll be before the season starts or during the season, and. I'm going to put it out there. I am a huge Philadelphia Phillies fan, and it just makes too much sense. His best friend is on the Phillies. They don't have a great third baseman. He would fit in there, and I would love to see it. But that was a little bit of a shocking that there was no Chris Bryant noise whatsoever coming out of the meetings. See, and... See, yeah, I thought there would be more rumors and stuff. I honestly did not expect him to be traded this month. I think that he's going to... The Cubs are looking for the best deal that they can get from him, and his value's down right now. So I think they're going to wait it out and see what they can get, what they can package together, maybe sending Bryant with someone for a package of prospects or a top starting pitcher or something. I think... That it's going to take some time. I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't be suspect. I wouldn't be surprised if it waited until during spring training that a move gets made. Ooh, wow! That's that's an interesting thought. I I my thought would be if it doesn't happen before spring training, I would say probably trade deadline. If if the Cubs aren't in a position to contend, yeah, that's that is fair. And that's the other thing, the NL Central doesn't look that good right now i think i think they can contend i think they should contend and a lot of people forget everyone's thinking oh they're rebuilding and stuff they won the division last year yeah and just came out but i think it was more of the the back half of that shortened season that people are really focusing on they got off to such a great start and then the back half of the season and into the playoffs i mean i am I will root for the Cubs as long as they're not playing the Phillies. And I knew, knew going into that Miami series that there was a lot to worry about. Yeah. And a part of that was that they were not hitting at all late in the year. And that showed in the playoffs. They scored one run in the two games. They got swept in the best of three series. One run, and it was on a home run, which is lately that had been what the Cubs need. They are a home run or strikeout team at that point. Well, you brought up the fact that you thought the Cubs were going to win the division or had the possibility of winning the division. Are, where, where are you sitting at as far as power rankings when it comes to Major League Baseball? So right now, the Major League Baseball put out their early power rankings coming out of the winter meetings. Oh, this ought to be interesting. Number let one. Let me guess. The, let me, let me oh, guess. Okay. Dodgers. Yep. The, oh, shocker. The reigning champion, Los shocker. Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> but all the way up at number two is the White Sox. Look the, at the, the, the look at the little meetings. stepbrothers stepping up. <laughs> the look winter at that. meetings definitely help with that. And just the fact that they looked good last year. They looked phenomenal last year. My dad is a huge White Sox fan, so I, I do pay attention to the White Sox probably a little bit more than most people do. And they looked phenomenal in it's only going to, as far as I'm concerned, it's only going to get better because they're still so young. Yeah, that team can hit, and that's the biggest thing. That's why they bring in a guy like Lance Lynn. It reminds me, it reminds a lot of people, I've heard this comparison a lot, to the 2015 Cubs. The So the Cubs brought in John Lester before the 2015 season where the Sox made the playoffs and then brought in Lance Lynn. But it's a similar thing. You bring in that veteran pitcher and he just also happens to be a lefty. You bring in that veteran <laughs> lefty with playoff experience. He's already won a World Series, and you want him to be toward the top of your rotation and kind of guide this young staff, this young team, into the playoffs. You're a powerful team, and now you're just refining the pitching. That's exactly what the Cubs did in 2015-2016. Obviously, 2016 they won the World Series. Now, I'm not saying the White Sox are going to win this year. That's not my pick, at least not as of right now. <laughs> but 
they are definitely trending in the right direction. And I do expect it to be either them or the Twins winning that division. I think they both make the playoffs. Well, I'm excited to see what this season's going to bring. I appreciate everybody tuning in today to hear us talk about all this NFL, college football, and Major League Baseball. It's been an absolute pleasure getting some insight into the mind of Major League Baseball from Brandon. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Hit us up on Twitter. What's that Twitter page again? We can be found on Twitter. Our Blow the Whistle account is at BlowTWhistle1. That is at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Let us know your thoughts about today's show and what you want to hear us talk about in the future on future shows. We are on from 2 to 3 p.m. Mondays and Fridays on SportstownChicago.com. That's where you listen to us right now. And our next show is on Monday, so be sure to tune in as we bring you up to date on what happened over the weekend. Have a great weekend, Brenda, and everybody be safe out there. We will see you guys on Monday, 2 p.m. High School Sports is here in SportsOnChicago.com. We are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across northern Illinois. From the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball, we at SportsOnChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live. SportsOnChicago.com and STC Friday Night Lights in the league of our own. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. When I do it, I feel the blood rushing through me, and I keep going back for more. Carmen Castillo is under the influence of Dana, her volunteer trainer. By spending just one day a week with kids like Carmen, Dana helps them develop interests that keep them away from drugs. Be a coach, a mentor, a volunteer, because you have something to offer. Log on to helpyourcommunity.org or call 877-KIDS-313. Brought to you by the Office of National Drug Control Policy and the Ad Council. This is Joe Perry and Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus in Lombard, and I am IMS. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of an emergency. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, 
hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. It wouldn't be high school sports without the athletes, the fans, but it also wouldn't be high school sports without the officials. The IHSA is looking for officials in all sports. Officiating is a great way to stay involved with the sport you love. Above all, it's a great way to do something positive for your community. To learn how you can get involved and become a licensed IHSA official, call 309-663-6377. That's 309-663-6377. Or visit us on the web at IHSA.org. Stay the, in the Illinois game. Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. 